music for a little while. Everybody please stand. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord Jesus Christ has made and we shall rejoice and we're going to be what? Exceedingly glad in this day. Look y'all, it's a choice. It's a choice. We can choose to be depressed and despondent, not because things don't happen to us that make us depressed and despondent. They do. But Jesus said, fear not. Why? Because I've overcome the world and everything that goes along in it. So let's choose. Let's choose to trust the Lord. Let's choose to be happy. Let's choose to be joyful. And when we feel ourselves feeling weak and feeling insufficient or feeling like we're not worthy, let's just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you. You've given me your joy. You've given me your peace. You've given me your favor. You've given me your provision. You've given me your protection. God, I thank you for being so good to me. We can say that, y'all. And as soon as we start to speak those words, things will begin to change. Why? Because the word says that the power of death and life is right here. Right here. You've got to believe it. You've got to speak it for yourself. Amen? Amen. All right. You may be seated. We are so glad that you're with us here on this fourth Sunday in the month of July. Man, this year is going by fast. But this is the fourth Sunday in July. We are uh, here at the Roanoke Salem Missionary Baptist Church. We're located just outside of the wonderful town of Garrysburg, and we're located, situated here in beautiful Northampton County. Our church motto is that at Roanoke Salem, this is the end of your search. 
for a friendly church. And I pray that everybody that comes here, whether you're a regular uh, disciple of the church family or whether you are a visitor, I pray that you really truly feel that we do our best to make you feel that way. We have a church mission. Our mission is our, it's our marching orders, if you will. It guides what we do here at the church. And it comes from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 28, the 19th to 20th verses. The Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, said as he was ascending back to heaven, Go ye therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And here's the part I love about it. He said, and lo, I'm going to be with you always, always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. I want to quickly acknowledge um, again to thank the Lord for Derek and April, Jasmine and Steve for coming out early and getting things set up. Thank you to Miss Jean and Peggy. They come out here and do some stuff in the sanctuary on Sunday mornings. I didn't even know that till last Sunday, but they do. They go the extra mile. Certainly want to acknowledge my sisters in Christ, uh, Reverend Phillips and Reverend Stevenson, and pray for uh, Reverend Freeman and pray for Reverend Lee. Just keep them lifted up. And certainly want to thank God for these musicians. Amen. For Steve and Elijah and Marvin and Ricky back there. Come on, let's thank the Lord for them on this Sunday morning. I'm going to ask our musicians to um, give us an opening selection, and we're going to continue on with the order of service. Amen? Amen. I found a friend.
Jesus will stick to us closer than a brother. He'll be a mother for the motherless. He's a father for the fatherless. He's a friend that you can always depend on. I don't care where you go and what you're into. He's right there. I'm so glad that he's the kind of God that even when we mess up, even when we mess up, he's still willing to forgive us. He's going to deal with us. He's going to deal with us. But he's going to also forgive us when we ask for his forgiveness. He's going to take away the iniquity of our sins. And then he's going to act just like that didn't happen and say, okay, now let's start from here. How many of y'all got family and friends treat you that way? You know you don't. They remember everything you did from last week, last month, last year, 15 years ago. Somebody in your family can tell you about the argument at the, at the family reunion in 1986. Tell you who was arguing, everything was said. Thank God Jesus is not like that with us. When he wipes it from our slate, it's gone. And that's what he expects us to do with others as well now. I'm just, I'm just telling you, y'all, that's the way it is. We, you can do what you want to, but that's the way it is. Um, I heard from Deacon Winstead this morning. He said that he was stuck on traffic on 95. I, I heard earlier there was a bad, bad wreck, so he said he was actually out there stuck in traffic. Um, so just uh, keep him and his wife in prayer that I just told him, look, man, take your time. Get here when you can because, you know, he doesn't need to have any additional stress on him. It's okay. He'll get here when he gets here. Um, I want to just take this minute to, well, I, I want to try to leave it on because I'm, I'm being directed from the booth, y'all, to take this off. I guess it's kind of muted. But I was trying to leave it on until it was time to preach, but maybe that's not going to work out either. So anyway, I, I, I've been told what to do, so I'm doing it. Uh, first of all, those of you who are with us by Facebook Live, good morning. Thank you. Those of you who are with us on our conference call-in no number, good morning. Thank you. Those of you who are in the parking lot on this morning, good morning and thank you. We are so blessed and honored that you are worshiping with us on this Sunday morning. Don't really have much, much by way of announcements. I do want to share, though, however, because this is still Senior Citizens Month and you know, as Reverend Stevenson always does uh, every year, she makes sure that there are just wonderful treats of all kinds, whatever it might be, from Sunday to Sunday. Today, y'all got ice cream and cake. Today, you all have ice cream and cake. Amen. So, uh, when, huh? Huh? I, look, ice cream and homemade cake. So, and she, nobody went to Walmart and got these. Somebody, somebody sweated and labored and put love into it. So um, when service is over, those of you all who are 75 and older, you please go right there and you get in line first, but then everybody is welcome to get what's there until it runs out. But those who are 75 and older, you first and then 70 down. You, you, you know where you are in line. So, But as soon as service is over, please go over there and, and um, have some ice cream and cake. School is starting back soon, so let's continue to pray for um, our teachers, our children, our, our staffs, um, and everybody, y'all. We, we just don't even know how this, this Delta variant thing is going to go, but what we can do, we can stand firm on the Lord's word. He said, you have not because you ask not. So what we can do is, in spite of what is going on, we can say, Lord, we are asking you to take it out of the world. That's been my prayer since last year. He's not on my time frame, but I do believe he'll hear and honor my prayer. And I do believe he'll hear and honor your prayer. So let's ask the Lord to, um, let's ask the Lord, take this, this Delta variant, take this coronavirus away, from Lord. You know, it's your world and you in control. Let's just ask him to take it away completely. Um, is there anything else I need to, any, am I forgetting something? Is there something else we need to do by way of announcements this morning? Is when? Okay, you all remember uh, Brother Joseph Clayton. Uh, he was a member here for a long time, he and his wife Claudia. Joseph lost a son last week, so as Julia just said, the funeral is um, this Wednesday at 12 at Pope's Funeral Home. So those of you who know Joseph, please, you know, reach out to him. I'm, I'm sure he would be very, very happy uh, to just get a text or a call or 
you know, and of course, if he doesn't respond, you can understand that there's a lot going on with him right now, but, but please reach out to him. And that reminds me, thank you, Holy Spirit. I just got through talking to Sister Barbara just before service about, um, I asked her about Ms. Woodson in particular, and I talked to Ms. Dozine Banks on the phone yesterday. Please, let's go by and uh, let's schedule appointments and go by and see our members who are in nursing homes, y'all. Let's, let's do that. I mean, if, if we can't go see them on a particular day, the folks, they'll tell us, you can't come today, but they'll schedule you for another day. But, I mean, I think it would just do our church family members just so much good, just lift their hearts so much. Um, and, and let me say this, even if you don't necessarily believe you know the person that well, you know, that's okay. You're their brother and sister in Christ. I think, matter of fact, they'd probably be much more happy to see somebody they don't, you know, interact with a whole lot because it would mean just that much to them, more to them to know that you thought that much of them that you would make time out of your schedule to try to go by and spend 10, 15 minutes. You know, nobody's talking about going to stay in 45 minutes an hour. Matter of fact, they won't let you stay that long. But anyway, yes, sir, Brother Carl. Miss uh, Dozine is right now at Signature. And Miss Woodson, she, she's at Signature too, right? No, Miss Woodson's at uh, the place in Gaston. What's it called, Miss? What's it called, Miss Barbara? Hamp, okay, Miss Miss Woodson's at Hampton Manor in Gaston. Miss Dozine is at Signature. So so please, um, if you have time in your day this week, call there first, and they will give you an appointment to come see whomever it is that you want to go visit. So please let's let's do that. Um, want to say for those who. Um, for everybody's benefit. Thank you, thank you, thank you always for your generous and liberal giving. You are honoring the Lord in your continued commitment to give to the work of this ministry. We have the opportunity, as you know, this is basically for folks who are not part of Roanoke Salem Church family. You can give by, of course, coming to the church Monday, Wednesday, Fridays between 9 and 4. Miss Jean will be here. Usually Miss Peg is here. If you don't want to give that way, you can mail it in, P.O. Drawer Z, Garysburg, P.O. Drawer Z, Garysburg, 27831. And then you can also give online, rsmbc.com, rsmbc.com. When you go to that web page, at the top you'll see a tab that says giving, click on that. A page will open up, and it will give you step-by-step step how you can give online safely and securely. So please, thank you so much for your continued uh, liberal giving. For those out in the parking lot, somebody will probably go out there in a little bit and uh, collect from those in the parking lot if they have not already done so. But in the meantime, those of us in the sanctuary, may we please stand? I'm going to pray, and then we'll do all things. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for those who have given to the cause of Christ. And Lord, just bless their storehouses, no matter how much or how small the amount may have been. Lord, if it was given from the heart cheerfully, then you'll take it, you will honor it, and you will repay in many, many different ways because your word says that you love a cheerful giver. So we thank you for the resources you've blessed us with. And Lord, give us more so we can do more to help with kingdom building work here on the earth realm as you direct us, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, all things. is the fourth Sunday in this month and uh, we've had a wonderful, wonderful Senior Citizens Month. I'm going to ask Reverend Stevenson as the, um, as the person who oversees our senior ministry to come and give us the prayer for this morning. And then we'll have, uh, we'll just go from her prayer right on into the uh, sermonic selection and we'll keep going. Good morning, God. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. 
Father God, we come on this morning, first of all, just to say thank you. Thank you for watching over us last night while we laid down and we slumbered and we slept dead to this world. And then, Lord God, on this morning, you reached down and you touched us with a finger of love. You allowed us to open our eyes. You allowed us to hear. You allowed us to have movement of our bodies. And then, Lord God, you blessed us to get up and look around and all things were still in place. We thank you, God, that we had a roof over our head. Father God, we had water. We had clothes. And we had our families all secure. Thank you, Lord. And we just want to say thank you, God. Thank you. Then, Lord God, you allowed us to be able to make a decision, to make a choice, whether to come to your house or worship on this morning. And we just want to say thank you. Then, Lord God, you gave us travel and mercy to come to your house. And, Father God, as we gather on this morning, Father God, I ask you to allow us to just give you praise, honor, and glory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Because you are truly worthy. Yes, Lord. Father God, as our theme say, give us patience, Lord God, that we can wait upon you that you will lead us and guide us in directions that we need to go. And then, Father God, we ask you to just bless every listening ear by whatever means necessary. Yes, Lord. That you will give a word, that you will bless our pastor to stand boldly this morning and declare what you have poured into him, to, that we may open our ears to hear and our hearts to receive. Father God, we ask you to just continue to bless us throughout the day. To give us our daily needs, Lord God. To look beyond our faults and see all of our needs. Father God, to help our hearts to be loving hearts, kind hearts. Our thoughts to be good thoughts. And our steps to go in the direction that you will have us to go. Yes, Lord. Father God, we ask you to bless the musicians on this morning. Father God, that they will play songs that will uplift you. Lord, we just thank you this morning. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for another opportunity to say thank you. And Father God, if you do these things for us, we be so ever grateful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. Because it's all about you. An awesome God that sits high and looks low. A God that takes care of us when we can't even take care of ourselves. Yes. Lord, we pray for those that are sick. Heal their bodies, Lord. And the healing can't come, Lord. We pray that you would make life easy. Lord God, these things we ask in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 And amen. I tell him I gotta run, run, run. 
God be the glory. Come on, let's give the Lord another hand for the musicians on this morning. Gotta run, y'all. Even when you get 70 plus years old, you still got a clear mind and reasonable portion of good health. You can still run. May not be out there running on the street, but right from where you are. You can pray, you can praise, you can give advice, you can call folks, check on. There's so many ways to serve the Lord. Our assignment doesn't end until we take our last breath. I hope we do all realize that, right? That's when our assignment ends, when we take, when we take our last breath. Until that time, let's do what we can to serve the Lord. A couple of things came to mind, but one thing for sure I want to make sure I say before, we, uh, before I pray and we go right into the message. Brother William Sykes. William has been under the weather for more than a week now. Um, vertigo type like symptoms is better now, but it's still not as good as it needs to be. He's still not 100%. And, you know, William is one of those folks that we all count on, depend on to do so many different things. So please keep William lifted up in prayer. Please keep him. Uh, Miss James, all right to just give him a call every once in a while, check him. Yeah. Okay, all right, and he's receiving visitors, too, if you want to stop by. So, But let's keep William lifted up, and we're going to believe the Lord that he's going to make a full recovery uh, soon and very soon. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you now for this time of preaching. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate that. Okay, um, just FYI, I don't know if this is a, our deal or the, you already know about it? Okay, we good, all right, we good to go. All right, so um, last week, you all, I preached from the 119th Psalm, verses 33, 4, 5, and 6, and the message title was, Have Your Way With Me, Lord, and I said that there would be a part two, so today is part two, so Hopefully, you still got your Bibles right there, or you may have gone something else this week. But Psalm 119, today we're going to look at verses 37, 38, 39, and 40. 37, 38, 39, and 40. Again, sermon topic is the same. Have your way with me, Lord. This is what the psalmist writes, beginning at verse number 37. He says, now, turn my eyes away from worthless things. He's asking the Lord to do this. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Verse 38. Fulfill your promise to your servant so that you may be feared. Verse 39. Take away the disgrace I dread for your laws are good. And then verse 40. How I long for your precepts. Preserve my life in your righteousness. Amen. Um, in that first message, I said that the writer of the 119th Psalm is asking the Lord to take control over his life. In verses 36 through thir 33 through 36, the psalmist is practically begging the Lord to have his way with him. Now, we know that even after we give our lives to Jesus Christ and even after God, the Holy Spirit, comes to dwell within us, spiritually speaking, we still have a free will. We are still able to choose whether we will obey the Lord or whether or not we will not trust and obey him. It is, it's very rare in the Bible that you will see where the Lord forces himself or forces his will on anyone. Now, he can do it. Do it anytime he wants to because he's God. And it, it, there are some examples in the Bible where he does do it. But it's very rare that you ever see the Lord forcing his will on us. And um, that's because he wants us to choose to obey him because we love him and we trust him. E even right now in, in 2021, the Lord wants you and I to choose to obey him because, number one, we love him. And number two, because we trust him. And I believe that the body of Christ today, we, we need to be just as sold out for Jesus Christ as the writer of this 119th Psalm, and let me say this because we got some young folks in the house, and I'm glad they are in the house. Thank God for him. To be sold out to Jesus doesn't mean you have to become a Jesus freak. That doesn't mean you got to walk around. Some of the church members, y'all heard me use these examples before. You have to walk around with a cross on that big, hanging from your neck, 20 pounds of gold on your neck. 
a Bible so big you need a wheelbarrow to carry it around. You, that, that's, that's not sold out for Jesus. It's how you carry yourself. It's knowing what's right and doing what's right. A, and it's encouraging others to do the same. And, and you, you don't have to talk bad about, I, I get distressed with Christians who talk badly about other folk because, wait a minute now, it was you one day too now. We, we holy now, but we ain't always been holy. Come on now. So, so, so to be sold out for the Lord doesn't mean you are amen, thank you Jesus, thank you Lord, thank you Jesus, amen, thank you Jesus type of person. No, it just means you know what's right and you choose to do what's right. And you don't let people discourage you or talk you out of doing what you know is right. That's, that's what it means to be sold out. In the first message, I, I made four points, so let me just remind you what they were really quickly. Point number one, we need to know and to do what the Lord says is right. That was the first point. Point number two, we should have a desire to understand the Lord's scriptures. And the Lord's scriptures, are basically that just means the Lord's word. We should have a desire to understand his word. Point number three, there is a delight in the commands of the Lord. There is a delight. Delight means there's peace, there's joy, there's contentment in the commandments of the Lord. And point number four, we must value the Lord's will more than our own will. Amen. That one's hard, y'all, because we want to do what we want to do. I ain't talking about nobody. I'm talking about Edwin. I want to do what I want to do. But if I say I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, then his will has to be more important than my own will, and I have to choose to do his will, even though I may want to do something else. Amen? So, so today now, we're moving on. We're, we're looking at verses 37 through 40. I'm going, I'm going to keep it moving. I believe if we pay close attention, we'll see that uh, we have a lot in common today with the psalmist who wrote this 119th psalm. So let's start with verse number 37. The psalmist asked the Lord to turn his eyes away from worthless things and to preserve his life according to the Lord's word. I want us to understand that that phrase, turn my eyes away, that's not just talking about what we physically see. That's also talking about what we think about. Why is that? Because when we see anything, good or bad, it gets into our minds and our minds capture it. Amen? And the image of what we see, the images of what we see, they stay in our minds. That's why we need to be careful about what we choose to watch and what we choose to read. Amen now. We got to be thoughtful about it. Point number one. There's four points today too. Point number one. Guard your eyes and protect your soul. Point number one. Guard your eyes and protect your soul. This is from the King James Version. Psalm 103, verse number three. Part A. It says, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. And now let me just again, let me talk about me. I ain't got to talk about you because I ain't in your house and thank God you ain't up in mine. But if I tell a lie, somebody here sitting to my right is going to bust me so I might as well tell the truth. There have been times in my house and in my lifetime when I have put my eyes on worthless things. There, there are a lot of TV shows. There are a lot of stuff on internet and not just pornography either, y'all. There's uh, movies and downloads that are worthless in the sense that the content is vulgar or the content is false or the content is evil according to God's word. And let me say this, um, I'm not saying that all television is evil. I'm, I'm not one of those purists now because I love me some television. It, it is my entertainment. But, but the saints of the Lord, we need to use godly discernment about what we take into our spiritual minds through our eyes. We need to be careful not to allow worthless things to corrupt our souls. Listen, y'all, it ain't, again, it, it's not just the, you know, the shows where you know there's some cussing going on, there's some violence going on, there's going to be some sexual stuff going on. It's not just those shows. You turn to Disney Channel. The Disney Channel for kids now. And look at the titles or watch some of the shows, even cartoons, that come on the Disney Channel. And again, I'm not saying they're all bad, but what I am saying to grandparents and to parents and, nie and uncles and aunts and godparents when you have, you know, young children in your house, don't just go cut on the TV and say, because put it on the Disney Channel and say it's going to be all right. No, it ain't. You need to make sure you know what they're watching. 
Some things are appropriate, and some things may not be appropriate. So I'm saying that. We, we got to be thoughtful about what we let into our, 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 our eyes and get into our spiritual souls. The last part of verse number 37. The psalmist asked the Lord to preserve his life according to the Lord's word. To preserve is to protect from harm or danger. To preserve is to protect from harm and danger. Every day, every day, you and I depend on individuals. We depend on groups and we depend on governments to protect us from harm and danger. But here's the thing. Even the best human efforts sometimes can fail. Even the best efforts of our law enforcement, of our government, even their best efforts, because we're all human, sometimes they fail to protect us. But the Lord never fails. The Lord never fails. Psalm number 66, verses 6 through 8, Psalm 66, verses 8 through 9 says, Praise our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. Listen, verse number 9. He has preserved our lives and kept our feet from slipping. That's what the Lord does for you. If you start every day by something as simple as, Lord, thank you for this new day. Lord, I ask your, your protection on me today, my family. You know, Lord, I pray for people everywhere. I, sometimes I just pray generally, Lord, pe protect people and keep people safe everywhere. Because the Lord can keep you supernaturally when natural man's ability falls short. Amen. Amen. Um, I, I want to keep going. Let's go to verse number, number um, 38. Go to verse number 38. The psalmist asked the Lord to fulfill his promise so that he may be feared, so that the Lord may be feared, not that the psalmist would be feared. Keep your promise, Lord, so that you may be feared. The Lord is the God of love, but he's also the God of justice and judgment. He blesses and he protects his saints, but he also punishes sin. See, some people want a, 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 some people want a Santa Claus God. Some people want an Easter Bunny God. Some people want a genie in the lamp God. They're okay with the God that always gives you what you want, and he's good, and he's kind, he's loving, he's merciful, and he is all those things. But he's also a God of justice, and he's a God of judgment. In other words, the Lord does draw some lines. The Lord does have some rules, and he says, when you cross those lines that I've drawn, now you got to deal with the consequences. It's your, it's, and he ain't forcing nobody to do nothing. It's up to you. But, 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 but I want us to know now that we've got to remember that not only does he love us, but he also punishes sin. Here's point number two for today. Point number two. There's a difference between the fear of the saints and the fear of sinners. Point number two. There's a difference between the fear of saints and the fear of sinners. That's point number two. Proverbs chapter one, verse seven says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. For Christians to fear the Lord means to show the Lord reverence and honor. If we trust Jesus and we're doing our best to obey him, we don't have any reason to be afraid of the Lord. If we trust Jesus Christ, and we do our best, Carl, whatever your best is, whatever my best is. We do our best to obey him. We don't have any reason to be afraid of the Lord. But a person that rejects the Lord's wisdom and his discipline is a fool. A person that rejects the Lord Jehovah God's wisdom and his discipline, you are a fool. I don't say that because I think I'm so righteous. I'm saying it because it's the truth, according to the word. And FYI, we need to know you can be a fool whether you're saved or unsaved. Just because you saved don't mean that sometimes you can't act the fool. Matter of fact, who was it? Um, what's the group? I can't think of the Cooper, Cooper Gooden's daddy group. Main and Grip, thank you. See, y'all too young. Y'all don't know nothing. Main and Grip, thank you, whoever said Main and Grip. Cooper Gooden's daddy group said, everybody plays the fool sometime, right? So you can be saved and still choose to play the fool. But, but and how do you play the fool? when you reject the Lord's wisdom and his discipline. Christians who trust the Lord and do our best to obey him, we don't have any reason to fear the Lord. We don't have any reason to, to be afraid of him. We give him honor and reverence. But a fool should be very afraid of the Lord's judgment and punishment because it's coming. It's coming. 
when he gets, he, he's patient with us. See, sometimes we think because we don't run and ripped and did everything we could but hang a mule. And the only reason why we didn't hang the mule because we, we didn't have enough strength to get him lifted up there. We think because we've gotten away with stuff for so long, hey, I got it like that. No, you don't. It's just that the Lord is very patient and long-suffering. But his day of judgment and punishment is coming. So stop before you get too far gone. Verse 39. The psalmist asked the Lord to take away the disgrace he dreads because the Lord's laws are good. A disgrace is something that is shameful or embarrassing. A disgrace is something that is shameful or embarrassing. So the psalmist wants the Lord to keep him out of situations. Listen to this now. That would bring shame or embarrassment to himself and to the Lord. The psalmist is asking the Lord, keep me out of situations, Lord, that will bring shame and embarrassment to you and to myself. Amen. Sometimes, y'all, y'all heard me say this before too, sometimes, look, there's two people that know you better than anybody in the world, and it ain't the person you married to. That's not one of them. I don't care how, Julia and I have been married 31 years, some of y'all got 40, 50 plus years. As good as you know, boo. You don't know Boo better than Boo knows himself or herself. And the Lord knows Boo better than the Boo knows himself. So there's two folks that always know you. That's you and the Lord. Sometimes, Boo, when you know who you are, you need to ask the Lord, Lord, protect me from myself. That's, I, y'all have heard me say this, and I'm not ashamed and embarrassed to say because I know Edwin. Sometimes, Lord, I got to say, protect me from me. Amen now. And if that's the way you got the road, don't be, don't be so high-minded, oh, because I'm saved, I got it like that. No, you don't. Be for real about yourself, to yourself, because the Lord already knows. So, so the psalmist doesn't want the Lord to let him get into any situation that will bring shame or embarrassment to the Lord or to himself. Here's point number three. Point number three. Our lives should glorify the Lord. Point number three. Our lives should glorify the Lord. The Gospel of St. John, chapter 15, verse number 8. Jesus is speaking. He says, my Father is glorified by this. Listen, y'all, this is us. The Father is glorified that you, the saints, produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. Jesus said we glorify him and the Father by producing much spiritual fruit and that we prove that we are his disciples. How do we prove we're his disciples? We talked about it in in lesson number one because Jesus said, whoever loves me does what? You keep my commandments. He ain't talking about everybody, nobody being a perfect Christian. There's no such thing as a perfect Christian. Matter of fact, when Jesus walked the earth, his followers weren't even called Christians. That didn't happen until after Jesus left the earth. But he's talking about, as I've said several times before, You know what's right, and you do your best, and you have a desire to want to do what the Lord says is right. That's what the Lord is talking about. He understands that human beings are morally frail and weak. God understands us, y'all, better than we understand ourselves. That's why he sent Jesus into this world to save our souls. And, And when Jesus returned to heaven, then God sent the Holy Spirit to help us in every area of our lives. And I thank God for the Holy Spirit, y'all. Sometimes we got some issues that we could be rid of if we just ask the Holy Spirit to help us. If we just, if we just be honest with ourselves and just in our prayer, I say, Holy Spirit, I, I need your power today. Holy Spirit, I need your wisdom. I need your God. I want it. I need it and I want it. Holy Spirit, have your way with me. Amen? That's why he's here. I'm still in verse number 39. The psalmist says, the Lord's laws are good. The psalmist back in that day lived under the laws or the law of Moses, but we don't. We don't live under the law of Moses. Jesus Christ brought the age of dispensation of grace or the age of grace when he came into the world. In Romans chapter 6, verse 14, here's what the apostle Paul said. He said, for sin shall not be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. Sin is not our master, y'all, because we are not under the law. We're under grace. We live by faith in Jesus Christ, and his grace is sufficient for every one of us. Amen? Verse 40. I'm bringing it to a close. I know y'all, we're coming home now. Verse 40. The psalmist says, 
He longs for the Lord's precepts. Precepts is another word for commandments. And we've already said that this psalmist loves the Lord's commandments. And then the psalmist asked the Lord to preserve his life in the Lord's righteousness. Here's point number four, final point for this morning. Point number four. We are justified by God's righteousness. We are justified by God's righteousness. What is the righteousness of the God? Well, one answer to that question is found in Romans chapter 1, verses 16 through 17. It says, I am not ashamed. This is Paul writing. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Listen why he says he's not ashamed of the gospel. Because it is, the gospel is, the power of God for salvation of, of okay, he said, because he said, because it's the power of God of salvation of who believes first the Jew and then the Gentiles. So the gospel is the power of God for salvation, first of people who believe, first the Jews and then the Gentiles. We know anybody that's not a, a historic, traditional Jew, that's us. We're Gentiles. I don't care what nationality, whatever you are. If you're not a, a, if you're not a Jew in the original sense of what a Jewish person is, then you're a Gentile. Verse 17. Now listen. Romans 1, 16, 17. Verse 17. For in the gospel, a, righteous, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first Jew to last the Gentile, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. The gospel of the, the, the righteousness of God is the gospel. And what is the gospel? The gospel is having faith in, in, in Jesus Christ, right? So, when we, so we are righteous because we have faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died to save all humanity from our sins. As I've said many times before, we are not righteous because of anything we do. We are righteous because of what we believe. What do we believe? That Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That he came and he died for the sins of the world that he rose again and went back to heaven, that he sits right now at the right hand of his father, and that he's coming back again. That's why we are righteous. I don't care how good you think you are, and some of you are wonderful. All of us, you're wonderful people. I'm not saying you're not good folks. That doesn't make you righteous. You're righteous because you believe in Jesus' finished work on Calvary's cross, not on anything that you and I could ever do. I don't care how good we try to be. Amen. Amen. So as I close, I want to remind all of us that we will have problems in our lives, but we can also have victories over our problems, here we go, if we choose to let the Lord have his way with us. Beginning today, with all the problems happening around us and all the problems that may be happening to us, I still encourage you, from time to time, open your mouths and just say, Lord, have your way with me. There are physical and health problems going on around us. The Delta virus is running rapid, but that's okay, because in Jeremiah chapter 17, 14, the, the, Jeremiah said, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for you, Lord, are my praise. Whether the Lord chooses to use medical science or whether he chooses to do a miracle, the Lord can heal when man's ability to heal runs out. Have your way with me, Lord. Not only physical problems, mental health is a big issue right now. There are people that got depressed and discouraged during the COVID virus back last year for things that were going on. And some of those folks a year later, more than a year later, they're still depressed and they're still discouraged. But we don't have to be. Why do I know that? Because Psalms 34 verse 17 says this, the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears, and the Lord delivers them from all of their trouble. Who are the righteous? That's us. That's you and me. If you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you are the righteous. Care how you feel, what people say about you, you are the righteous. The writer says we can cry out, and the Lord hears us, and he will deliver us from all of our troubles. If that's not enough, Psalm, 4, Psalm 147 verse 3 says, the Lord heals the brokenhearted, and he binds up all of their emotional wounds. So you may be brokenhearted because you're depressed. You may be brokenhearted because you're grieving. 
But the Lord can and he will heal your broken heart. He will heal up. He'll bind up your wounds. What do you need to do? Tell the Lord honestly what you're feeling. Don't hold back. If you're mad, tell the Lord you're mad. You can tell the Lord you're mad. You can tell the Lord you're mad with him. You can. But then after you tell him that, then you still say, but Lord, have your way with me. Help me, Lord, and have your way with me. Not only physical health, mental health. What about resource shortages? I've been hearing in the news, and some of y'all been hearing, some of the things that may start to be shortages again. Food prices are up. Gas is up. All kinds of stuff is up. You can't get wood. You can't get this. You can't get that. Can't get parts for cell phones because there's a shortage of supplies. But Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall do what? Supply all of my need according to his riches and mercy through who? Christ Jesus. There's no such thing as lack for us, y'all. You can believe that or not. Now, if you want to live in lack, you go right ahead. I ain't mad at you. I ain't going to go live with you, though. There's no lack for us if you have faith in Jesus. I'm not, listen, I'm not saying if you go down to Walmart right now and, 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 uh, and, and, and you need something and it's not there. I'm not saying that it, it may not be there. I'm saying the Lord will make a way somehow. Maybe you have to drive the family dollar. Maybe you have to drive the Dollar General. Maybe you have to do drive the Dollar Tree. Maybe you got to go online. But if you are a child of the Most High God, He will get you what you need. You may be able to just pick up the phone and call one of your brothers and sisters in Christ, and they say, oh, yeah, I got plenty of that, girl. Come over here and get some. i tell you how good the Lord is. You'll need something, and you'll be home thinking, man, I done went to Walmart, Kmart, I done did all this stuff, and all of a sudden you hear a knock on the door. And here's one of your brothers and sisters in Christ. It might be your neighbor, Brenda, who's not even saved. So you know what? I had an extra two or three of these, and, and, and I, I just figured I'd come over and share them with you. God will make sure we have what we need when we put our trust and confidence in him. Have your way with me, Lord. Money problems. Here's the one that's going to, it's been quiet anyway, but it's going to get shown up quiet, Mr. Garland, now. Here, here, here's the one that's going to rock somebody's world. You got money issues right now? There's a simple solution for it. And I really, it is simple. It really is simple. It's from the Old Testament, Malachi 3 and 10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Then he says, test me in this, says the Lord. And now what the Lord is saying, I double dog dare you to test me on this one. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates, the windows of heaven, and pour out so much blessing that you will not have enough room for it. Amen, y'all. Have your way with me, Lord. If you, you can, I, if you are $100,000 in debt right now, the solution to getting out of debt is trusting the Lord with what you got in your hands right now. If I only got $10, his 10% is $1. If I got $100, his 10% is $10. If I got $1,000, his 10% is $100, whatever it is. But the solution to your financial difficulties, it ain't in get rich quick. It's not in the stock market. It's not in going to gamble. I better be quiet. I might be talking about myself. It's not in any of that. The solution to your money situation and shortage is just simply obeying the Lord. Give him what back, back to him what he asked for. It's only 10%. If you got a hundred, if you got a thousand dollars, and the Lord says, My 10%, my tithe is $100, y'all, you still got that hundred dollars? Come on now. Come on. What me, what who does that? Who says, give me 10, get you got you got a dollar. Give me a dime and you keep the 90 cent, do whatever with it you will. Who does that? the Lord, and not only what, not, and listen, and because you gave me the dime, then I'm going to multiply in all kinds of blessings, financially, health, resources, opportunities, I'm going to do all kinds of stuff for you for no other reason than you were willing to trust me, that you were willing to try me as I dared you to do. Have your way with me, Lord. Have your way with me, Lord. Amen. Have your way with me, Lord, as we get ready to um, end this message and get ready for the um, communion.
I just want you to think about it as we get ready to come forward for communion. Deacons, y'all come on, come forward. This is an inside joke, y'all. Miss Lola, wherever you are, I'm finished. That's it. That's an inside joke. Miss Lola's upstairs. She'll hear me. She'll be down a little bit. Oh, there, look, there she is. But think about, come, come on, diggers, y'all come right here to the front. Think about this this morning, y'all. Jesus Christ said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He was talking about right now. Right now. How are we going to get to have that abundant life? Trust him and do our best to obey him. Have your way with me, Lord. Have your way with me, Lord. Because if, you, if I let you have your way with me, I'm going to be all right. It's going to be just fine if we let the Lord have our way with him. Can we give God some glory on this morning? Can we give him some glory for being a good God? Amen. Amen. For those of you Facebook Live who may still be with us, those of you uh, who are on the conference call, those of you in the parking lot, we're getting ready to prepare for Holy Communion. Let's see how we want to do this. Okay. Deacons, you all come right across the front. Deaconesses, if you all would just, just, just line up in the aisle right there. Just spread yourselves out and line up in the aisle right there. My sisters in Christ, y'all just stand right where you are. Just stand right where you are. If we have any deacons from other churches and you want to come join our deacons, please feel free to do so. If we have any deaconesses from other churches who want to join us, please feel free to do so. The Bible tells us that on the last night of Jesus' life, on this side of eternity, in his, now let me be very clear about this, in his human body, because we know when he rose from the dead and people saw him, he had a resurrected body. It was a different body. But his last night on earth in his human body, he had a supper with his 12 disciples in the upper room, what we call the upper room, an upper chamber in a, in, a, in a building. Judas Iscariot got up and left because he went to betray Jesus. So that left the 11 who were there with Jesus. The Bible tells us at one point he took a piece of bread. He prayed over the piece of bread and then he broke it and he handed it to them. He said to them, take and eat this, all of you, because this bread represents my body that's going to be bruised and battered for you. After the bread, the Bible tells us Jesus had a cup that was filled with what we call the fruit of the vine. And after he prayed over that cup, again, he did not drink from it himself, but he prayed over it and he handed it to them. And he said, take this cup and drink from it. Because this fruit of the vine represents my blood. My blood that's going to be shed for the remission, for the forgiveness of your sins. And he said that we are to do this often, this communion service, often in remembrance of him. And in fact, one of the other scriptures tell us that if we don't participate, we have no part of him. But I know we're all going to participate because we're glad to, to share in Holy Communion. Before I pray, let me say this. Sometimes people are concerned about, well, whether or not, you know, I'm, I, I, something's gone on in, in my life. Something's going on right now. And I, I don't feel worthy to take communion. As I've said to you many, many times before, you are worthy. You're not worthy because of what you did last night. You're not worthy because of what you may be thinking right now. You're not worthy because of that curse word you said last week that slipped out your mouth before you knew it. No, you're not disqualified because of that. You are worthy because you've given your life to Jesus Christ. And it's his righteousness that covers your sins and make you worthy. If there's anybody who feels they want to just say to the Lord there's something that they are sorry for, you do that right now. I'll give you five seconds to do that.
Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you now for this time of Holy Communion, a time that we can reflect on what you did for all humanity. Lord God, you love me so much, you died for me. You died for Edwin. You died for Brenda. You died for Gloria and Evelyn. You died for every person in this sanctuary, fellowship hall, parking lot, faith on Facebook Live. You died for all humanity. It's up to us whether or not we will receive your gift of salvation, but you have made it readily available to anybody and everybody who is willing to humble ourselves and give our lives to you. Thank you, Lord, for dying for me. Thank you, Lord, for coming back again one day. Thank you in the meantime for God the Holy Spirit. And we pray, Lord, that as we partake of these communion elements, let the wafer and the fruit of the vine, although they are natural, supercharge them spiritually, Lord, to empower our bodies with wisdom and strength and knowledge and healing and prosperity and peace and love and joy as only you can do. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Is there anybody who wants to take Holy Communion who, who may have been left out? Okay, may we all please stand. May we take this wafer that represents the body of Jesus Christ and eat it together. And may we take this cup that has the fruit of the vine that represents his blood and drink it together. Stevie, please give us a um, verse of amazing grace. Phyllis to give us a closing prayer and then I'm going to get through the benediction and we'll be dismissed. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. Father God, we heard the message from the man of God. Teach us God uh, how to live holy first of all, God. Thank Have you, your way with us in our life, God. Please, Let us Lord. reflect on this, on this week that we may live a wholesome and a righteous life, God. Uh, in the name of Jesus, bless your people in such a special way. Continue to touch the sick the those that are bound up, Father God. Yes. Even draw by your spirit, God. Please. For you, I heard you say, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. So draw and have your way in our life, and we'll be forever careful to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest ruin about us, henceforth and forevermore. Let the church sing. blessing the Lord this week. Please go over to the fellowship hall.